day five of the london diaries oh my gosh what an episode so one of the reasons i'm here in london there's quite a few of them but one of the reasons i'm here in london is because i am i attended a family wedding and first of all it's a vibe <laughs> to attend a wedding in london alhamdulillah it is pretty much everything i expected it to be go check out my pictures on instagram where i shared more so i had a certain picture in my mind of what it would be like and it was exactly like that what i didn't expect is for the food to be so good i'm going to share all the details of what went down but there's some very special things that came up from that wedding experience that i want to share with you so why this was a particularly special wedding for me to attend is because this is my daddy's side of the family so daddy would be Dadi is your father's mother. So my dadi has passed away, may Allah grant her the fiddles. And this was my dadi's side of the family. And the history of the family and the things that have happened are something that I have become more and more interested in. As I continue on my inner work journey, I, it just becomes more clear to me every single day how your lineage and the experience of your lineage impacts you impacts the way your nervous system is wired so here's a fun fact according to neuroscience even though you have never even possibly met your great grandparents you've never even maybe had a conversation with them or you know you may have met your grandparents alhamdulillah but you have only had certain conversations with them you don't know their whole range of experience even though you don't know the traumas and the difficulties that they have lived through their traumas live on in your nervous system hold on this is about to get big i'm about to blow your mind the way your nervous system is wired the way you respond to stress the way you respond to conflict goes back to the unhealed traumas that your ancestors lived through don't believe me it is science look it up and i have seen this show up so much in my own personal development work sometimes the biggest blockages and limitations that i've had when i'm trying to push towards the next level in my career or in my relationship i find that it goes back to something down in the lineage in the same way there's also generational gifts. There are certain things that your ancestors passed down to you that you don't even realize comes from that lineage. Now, here's the very important part. When your nervous system is still stuck in some of those survival responses because of the traumas of your ancestors, it becomes harder, becomes more difficult to plug into some of those generational gifts. But as you start regulating your own nervous system creating safety within your body and mind to go through all and any emotions your nervous system starts to become adaptable and flexible again this is exactly what we do in phase one of honor your emotions we bring back adaptability and resilience to your nervous system now this doesn't mean that you need to know exactly what traumas your ancestors went through inevitably as you go through honor your emotions you will start 
expanding your nervous system capacity, making it more adaptable, more flexible, more resilient. And you will have to deal with some emotions, but you'll be in that container. You have to be, deal with some emotions. And as you do that, as your nervous system becomes more resilient, you will find certain generational gifts coming through. You will find yourself being able to, over time, this happens every for everyone, it's a different kind of timeline. But I have found that as I do my inner work, the deeper I go in my own inner work journey, and this is why I'm deeply committed to it, alhamdulillah, and I've worked with so many mentors, and I still keep engaging in my inner work up till today. It's been a decade, alhamdulillah. I didn't just do one or two courses and then say, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I should be all sorted. No, I know that I'm committed to living an expansive life and making a big impact and being well-resourced to make that impact, alhamdulillah. And so that means I have to be deeply committed to my inner work. It's a continuing process. And as I do that, I'm able to tap more and more into some of those generational gifts. Now, coming back to the wedding, I was really excited because I was going to be meeting family that I have never met in my entire life. People who live across the world. Now, my grandmother grew up in Burma. Yes, I know. That's quite interesting. She grew up in Burma. Her family was well established there. And through political upheaval, Basically, they were driven out of Burma overnight. Can you imagine leaving your belongings, leaving your well-established business, leaving everything that you have worked so hard for for so many years and fleeing? And so they fled back to India and tried to rebuild their lives there. And so my daddy and her siblings were there. And what happened was over the years, the different siblings obviously had their children and their children had their children. And each family, each sibling moved to different continents. So my daddy's family is literally scattered all over the world. <laughs> so I have some family in the US that I visited a few years back. That was such an exceptional experience. May Allah bring us together again. And I really made an intention to go into this wedding to strengthen family ties for the sake of Allah. Because it is an injunction on us to strengthen family ties and to know our families, right? And to take care of those bonds. So I was going to meet people that I have never met before. And let me tell you, it was such an amazing experience of meeting these people and hearing their stories and hearing about other relatives that I didn't even really, you know, I'd heard their names, but now it was more real to me. And I could connect with that story, connecting with that lineage. I think there's something deeply healing about connecting to the stories and the legacy of your lineage. I believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed us in a particular lineage, in a particular family tree and genealogy for a reason. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not do anything without intent or purpose. So if he chose for you to be part of a particular lineage, there is a wisdom in that. There is a hikmah in that. And so when you reconnect to those people in your lineage and you start to learn about it you also start to become aware of the generational gifts lying within you right some of those gifts may be dormant because your nervous system is too contracted because you haven't done your inner work and some of those and as you start expanding on that those generational gifts start becoming activated
and you start learning different aspects of yourself alhamdulillah right we think we are just like all out, all alone in the world, doing our thing, trying to make a mark. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that you needed to be part of a specific lineage, that there were specific generational gifts to be passed down for you to fulfill a specific purpose. And when we stay playing small and we tell ourselves, oh no, I can't invest and I can't do things and I must try and live in a contracted way and, 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 and settle for small things and small crumbs, you miss out on the entire experience. You miss out on the assignment that you were meant to fulfill in this world. This is why I am so fired up about this work. This is why I'm so fired up about my programs. I know the power they hold. When you make that commitment and you invest and you come into these programs, you are stepping up in a big way. You are stepping up to be a change maker, a leader, the one that says, I'm willing to look at the generational trauma. I'm willing to activate those generational gifts within me. I'm willing to become a steward for more. I am so passionate about this because I know the potential that lies latent within you. Do you know the potential that lies latent within you? Do you know the power of not staying small? Do you know the power of playing bigger so that everyone can benefit? Now, many of you are very giving people. You might be a very giving person. You go, but Saida, even in the playing small, I can give back. Yes and no. Yes, you can. I mean, I think you can always make a difference. But the smaller you play, the more you're limited in your ability to make a difference. Now, this message, I suppose, is not for everyone right it's for those of you who are willing to be courageous and committed to playing big in the world so i found myself at the wedding it was this beautiful venue first of all we had to drive pretty far in a lot of traffic so it took us over two hours to get there and we had the nikah ceremony at the mosque first there was this amazing sheikh uh, the way he facilitated the nikah ceremony and explained every aspect of it and it was just such a beautiful thing to witness where he explained the roles of of each of the partners and what marriage is really about and then we had to drive another 20 minutes to the venue this venue was so beautiful it was this beautiful autumn afternoon quite warm london has been pretty warm for autumn it was sunny blue skies green lawns and i don't know how to describe it like a Juge <laughs> upmarket kind of looking barn, obviously not an actual barn, but a really beautiful venue. At first, we were received outside and there were beautiful drinks to drink from, and we got to mingle and start meeting some of the family and connecting with them. Had such interesting conversations with them. Um, it was just such a beautiful experience, alhamdulillah. And I had a couple of moments, one moment outside and then there's another moment inside that I'm going to tell you about where I just felt such deep gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa that thank you. I mean, the fact that I'm here in London having this experience, being in a, being in a mind state where I'm not so focused on my own survival and on, on, on playing small, if I have to look at myself even a few years back and how small I was playing and how contracted I was, 
and how I didn't think this kind of thing was possible for me. If I didn't break out of that, if I didn't continue my inner journey work, I would have never had that experience of standing there and, and being there and experiencing all of this, alhamdulillah. It was just a really profound moment where I just really made, had a lot of gratitude that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me this opportunity and also that I stepped up and I showed up for that journey. And then these are, you know, this is the kind of things that you get to experience, alhamdulillah. So, you know, it was a beautiful thing. There were, there were um, waiters coming around with these plates of traditional Gujarati starters. Now, we have a lot of, you know, indigenous cuisine, you know, cuisine that's that's Gujarati for us, or I would think is Gujarati. But there were things there that I didn't even know about. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was a Gujarati dish. Some of it was really delicious. Then we went in. It was this lovely, beautiful venue on my Instagram. I've got more there. And, you know, the bride and groom came in and then the usual ceremony. And we were seated at this table of really lovely people. I didn't know any of these people. But like I told my sister, I cannot wait to get to know some new people. Now, if the past me had heard this, she would have been like, what? <laughs> she had major social anxiety. She would have, the past me would have sat at the table, constantly wondering what those people thought of her, scared of sounding like a fool, you know, feeling insecure, feeling like she doesn't belong. But present me, the me that has done that inner work journey could actually just be open to the experience. The more you do your inner journey work, the less you are caught up in that egoic projection of like, oh my God, I need to make sure that people see me a certain way or what will they think of me and all that mind drama. A lot of what people call social anxiety is actually mind drama around unhealed ego wounds of constantly having to micromanage other people's perception of you, which is really exhausting. And then you say, oh, I'm just a sensitive person, an empath. Yeah, I get it. I've been there. But that comes from not having a centeredness and a groundedness within you. And here's the thing. I didn't have that either. So no judgment, right? No judgment whatsoever. It's a skill that you cultivate. It's a skill and you, the first step to it is honor your emotions. We start cultivating that skill and then we continue it in boundaries evolution where we go deep into egoic projections and literally rewire and reshape how you interact with every single experience in your life so that you can be open to experiences like this and so much more. So I met these people. They were seated on my table. They were so interesting. We had the most amazing conversations. The food, oh my gosh, the food was like food from my childhood. I remember my daddy and my mother cooking some of this food and it tasted so much like that. Um, I just, <laughs> and I had my second moment of just sitting there listening to the conversations around me, tasting these delicious dishes and just sitting there in deep appreciation of the fact that I was so grounded in my mind and my body to receive this experience, alhamdulillah, because it is one thing to be in a beautiful setting like that. And it is quite another thing entirely to be able to be present to that, to not be caught in mind drama or anxiety or self-sabotage or imposter syndrome. I cannot tell you how often I just am in deep gratitude of the gifts that having these tools from Honor Your Emotions and the other programs that I run bring you. 
the gifts of inner work literally keep on giving. So we ended up staying a lot later than I anticipated because I was having some of the most fascinating conversation with the family that I did meet, hearing the stories of what happened back in the day in Burma and in uh, India and then Pakistan after the, you know, after the division occurred. And it was just, <laughs> it was just such an incredible experience to learn about, you know, your history and the things that have brought you here. And I took some moment, some time to reflect on the generational gifts that my ancestors passed down to me. There's some deep resilience that they passed on as well. And Alhamdulillah, if it weren't for them and the ability to keep going, none of us would have access to the opportunities that we have now. And so I want to pose a question to you. What legacy will you leave? for those who come after you, right? We get an opportunity to uplift ourselves and inevitably that shifts the trajectory of our lineage. Those who come after us, your children, your children's children and so on, get to receive the gifts of the stability and grounding you create in yourself. When you do your own inner work, Yes, you improve your life, but you also fundamentally improve the lives of your children, your grandchildren, everyone who comes after you, because they then get the gifts of emotional wealth. And if you're wondering what I mean about emotional wealth, I have a whole podcast episode on that. Please go and listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. Emotional wealth is the most underrated thing. In our society, we tend to you know, really go, oh, I need to like sort out the car and sort out a house and sort out all these things. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but we do that at the expense of prioritizing our emotional health. And when we are in emotional poverty, you will never have security. It doesn't matter how much money or how much assets you have, you will always still feel insecure. You will always feel like you are in scarcity. And sometimes I find so many of you don't invest in yourselves and your inner work because you are overemphasizing financial wealth over emotional wealth. And you don't realize how important emotional wealth is to cultivate for yourself and your lineage. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go and listen to it because what I share there is exceptionally important. It's going to really change the way you see this. So Alhamdulillah for that beautiful experience. And I really want you to think about this, about the legacy that you are leaving. Those, when you decide to invest in your own inner work, you shift the trajectory of your lineage. What will you leave behind for those who come after you? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to make choices and take action that is beneficial to us and our lineage and the ummah and the community and deeply beneficial for our dunya and akhirah. Tomorrow, a whole new episode of the London Diary. So much more to come, alhamdulillah. Till next time, stay inspired.